I'm shook. Hello, everybody. We're back. Welcome back to <laughs> the Holly Shook Podcast. Why am I talking like this? It's right. me, Ryan, and Armin's here too. Hey, Arms. <laughs> I love how you say, and Armin's here too, as if I'm like not here all the time. Well, I don't know. We've been gone for so long that I could we could have had a whole scuffle. We could have had a hosting switch up. They don't know. I don't even know. That's true. That's true. You could have come back and replaced me, theoretically. Mm-hmm. But I am back. We you couldn't back. get rid of me. We had an internal strife. We had an internal struggle. Mm-hmm. We got through it. Um, and we're here yeah. on the other side of 2021, 2022. I can't tell you. The chills I got, Rye, when you did the elongated hello. I forgot that you do that. Hello. I missed it so much. I I didn't know I missed it until you did it. I'm glad that I have, like, a thing. Um, I didn't even know it was a thing. I kind of wish we had, like, a dramatic reason as to why we've been gone for so long. Like, we were fighting. I mean, we've always said one day there will be a Holly Shook about Holly Shook, about us having drama and that's the series finale it'll be the series finale we'll come back we'll yell at each other like i'll throw my computer i feel as if um andy cohen needs to host reunion style mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're both first chair on the couch but no Obviously. one else is on the couch yeah first first and last chair on each side um one day i feel like it will happen i don't know i hope that it's i hope it's like a business fight and not a friendship fight so that we can still be friends even after we implode our empire our podcasting empire but who knows sometimes business becomes personal and sometimes it becomes pleasure oh god (laughs) um i don't know why i did that i mean it's business or pleasure right that's where i was going with that absolutely what i do for pleasure um yeah but we're back you guys thank you for for waiting around (laughs) no one was waiting they're like "Eh, they i guess they're done um but we had kind of hectic a hectic end of the year i feel like on both of our parts um i personally started a new job and the end did i and you did too we both started new jobs I was like, I know the last time we recorded, you got your job and you were like, you can't tell anyone yet. So I was like, am I allowed to tell? Are you still like working secretly undercover? I don't know. (laughs) I think the last pod we did was when I got the job offer, but I hadn't yet told my company I was at. Yeah. As if they listen, by the way, they're just going to tune into the podcast and go, what? Armin got a new job? (laughs) They've never listened to a single episode and they're like, we should really check out his podcast the one time that you like reveal you got a new job. Um, yeah. So we both got new jobs. We were kind of adjusting to that. And then we both had kind of busy seasons. Would you say the end of the year is like your busy season? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I feel like the holidays overwhelms everyone regardless yeah. of your job, but our jobs both get really busy at the end of the year. Yeah, so it was just a lot to handle and you know us, we will we refuse to put out any episode that isn't top notch 100%. We have never put out a bad episode or I have never been tired or distracted while recording. So I didn't want to start now. But we're back 2022. <laughs> and what's wild is that we missed a period of time in which I think celebrity news and scandal almost reached a parody level Mm -hmm. not in every instance some news was tragic which we'll talk about but the kim and pete stuff which i can't wait to quickly give my take on we would have ate that up if we were podcasting (laughs) during that period it's so outrageous again this is a satirical podcast people know this but that's beyond parody, in my opinion. I mean, we'll talk about it more. I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited, right? I miss We're you. so excited. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I have I have my thoughts to say, but you know, we gotta we gotta have some structure here. 2022, po- Holly Shook is finally gonna have structure for the first time ever, <laughs> and I'm the one keeping it. 
That's that's what we were working on for three months was building structure to the show. How to do one episode that makes logistical sense. And today is our first day of trying that. Um, so far, not working, but... Six minutes know. of tangent in. <laughs> we're like just a personal catch up on our lives. So yeah, I think we're, I think we can get into it. We're going to kind of quickly cover the biggest stories that happened since we have recorded last, not really go into it because <laughs> although we are known for breaking news, um, and kind of being the first to report on things, I don't think that stuff that happened mid October, we are not going to give you any brand new information on that, but you're all dying to know what we thought about these things. So that's what we're going to kind of start with. That's the missing piece in in everyone's content consumption, right? They read every article. They read the vulture pieces. Mm-hmm. They watched the TMZ 60 second one hitters, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they haven't heard our takes on this. So we're going to give our like, quick like 30 second takes on like five topics that happen. Yeah, I think people are waiting for like kind of closure on these topics. And we're really excited to be the missing piece, the last kind of word on these topics. Um, I say we just dive right into it. First and foremost, our last podcast, I didn't even realize the last one we recorded, we were talking about them finally taking Britney Spears's father off of her conservatorship. Um, but then obviously since then, she won her battle and her conservatorship is finally over. Armin, how do you feel about that? We knew it was coming. The momentum was there. My only take that I think I could provide that's a little different than what everyone has said, which is that this is a great thing, is that I feel like the attack on conservatorships, or at least the process in which they are done, has sort of waned because Britney won. It's over, but I feel like it's not over. We kept talking about how Britney's legal team thought of Britney's conservatorship as a new way to conduct business, especially for celebrities. Don't let them control their own money. Don't let them control any decision that they make um, as a part of their lives uh, because they may not make the most amount of money for themselves or their families or their attorneys and their agents and their business managers. So let the smart people in the room dictate their lives because then you could extract the most amount of money from these very talented people. I kind of think that since Britney won her battle, which we're all happy about, um, the conversation has dissipated. And that's not great. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I heard, I forget about who, but once she got let go of hers, that there was another person that they were going to like kind of start, start pivoting towards helping. But... Yeah, you haven't heard much about it since. Um, My personal take is like, put her back in it. Um, Have you seen her Instagrams (laughs) lately? It is completely unhinged. Um, I (laughs) But let her be unhinged. (laughs) I think we made too um, quick of a decision on this. We should have given a trial run and seen what she's going to do when she has full access to her phone. And the answer is too much. I don't need to know about all of this stuff that she's thinking. Um, So I actually vote for putting Britney back in her conservatorship. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Okay, next take. Next. No, okay, just to clarify, I am joking, but her Instagram is completely unhinged. And I do support it. Let the girl say what she needs to say. But um, I don't think we knew what we were signing up for when we when we personally fought that legal battle to make this happen. And, and by the way, quickly on that note, there's like a million sub stories to this because her Instagram has become really revealing. Her calling out her sister, her mom. So now that she is free, we're we're learning a lot that we never knew about, and it is unhinged, like you said. It's pretty wild stuff. Yeah, I think we're going to keep learning more. Obviously, the Jamie Lynn Spears drama has been unfolding. So this isn't, even though it may be the last we're speaking of her conservatorship, it's not the last we're going to be speaking about Brittany. Um, and that's fine with me. I love her. Support her. Good for we her. We will never stop talking about Brittany. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this next story um, was incredibly tragic. 
in October, uh, Alec Baldwin discharged his uh, gun during uh, the shooting of um, Rust. And uh, when the gun discharged, it accidentally um, killed cinematographer uh, Helena Hutchins. And it injured the uh, film's director, Joel Souza. I remember the second the story happened. And I guess my only comment on it that would be, again, original or maybe a little bit different, um, is just that how is there not incredible amount of regulation around maybe this is actually not new or original at all um probably what everyone is saying i haven't kept up with the story that much but how is there not way more regulation around gun use on film sets and how are live rounds getting into guns that seems insane and you think about some of you know the movies that that we have and the amount of you know gunfire you have like movies like the matrix that would be a crazy, crazy tragedy uh, if if something like this happened on a, on a set of of one of those films, right? That uses even more, um, you know, uh, guns than than what I'm assuming this movie was about. Like, it's just insane to me. How could this even happen? Um, I personally was obsessed with this story. I read every single piece of information on it because famously, I love freak accidents. I will die in a freak accident, and they are so crazy to me and this is like the epitome of a crazy freak accident um so how did a live round get so into that a film is set? million dollar question um but there's a ton of people who have been put on blast about it there's a, a person on set called the armorer whose right. full literal job is to be in charge of like weapons and guns so a lot of eyes were on that person how did you allow a gun with live ammunition in it to be um, on set. I think the assistant director or like someone else on the set, there's like, you know, phrases. So like you're supposed to say dead gun or something when you pass it over, which means it's a gun that's not loaded. And he, everyone heard him say dead gun. So in your head, you're thinking this isn't loaded. They checked it. They double, triple, quadruple checked it. Dead gun. Here's your dead gun. Clearly did not double, triple, quadruple check. Um, there's the infamous, uh, what's his name? Alec Baldwin interview where he says he never pulled the trigger. People are like, how did the gun go off if you don't pull the trigger? Um, it is a deeply layered story. I think the investigation into it is still ongoing and lots of people i mean it's a lot of little people's not it's a lot of a lot of people's little mistakes that probably mm. led up to this and truly tragic so sad um but also very interesting story um but yeah i don't think we'll i don't think it's the last we'll hear about this there's going to be a an end to the investigation at some point yeah, uh, and someone will probably be held accountable. Uh, it doesn't yeah. seem like it's going to be Alec Baldwin, though, even though he presumably pulled the trigger. I don't know how he wouldn't have, but based on what everyone is saying, he j he just didn't know that there was a live round in there. And how would he? He's not supposed to be a gun expert, right? Yeah, and I don't think anyone knew. I don't think anyone was like, I'm going to hopefully have someone murdered today. Like, I don't think it was like intentional, but it's just like, it's one of those things. Like you can't, you have one job, you can't mess it up. You can't literally have a gun being shot at someone. So. And if it was any other kind of take, maybe no one gets hurt if he's just shooting out into the distance, but they were doing apparently like a sort of James Bond shot, you know, where, James Bond points the gun directly it's at like, the camera. Yeah, yeah. I guess he was doing a shot like that. So then, uh, so tragically, of course, you have the cinematographer and the director right behind the camera. Right. Like, what are the odds? It could have been so many, you know, different kinds of takes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And no one gets hurt. Crazy. Still should have never happened. True. Okay. This next story, um, I think, is one that we're going to be talking about for quite a bit longer. Uh, I already referenced it. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson 
seemingly out of nowhere, but also just so in line with everything happening with celebrity, I feel like, for a long time now. Um, Rai, do you have a take? My take is that I strategically planned us to not be recording during this whole saga. <laughs> this was actually my mastermind plan to not have to talk about this. Um, and why are we back? This is not over. Just yesterday, there was a news story about how Kim and Pete had dinner at Jeff Bezos's mansion, and then Kim and Pete went and had lunch with Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. Like, what is this? Like a, a tour of celebrity for Kim and Pete? They had dinner with Flavor Flav. What is this? I don't understand this. Anyway, that's a, an aside to their, you know, fling. I don't know. It's just like I don't. It's like, we. why do we need to know every person they went to dinner with? Like, a lot of people go to dinner. It's not that interesting. I personally love Pete Davidson. I would let him do nasty things to me. So I understand the appeal. Um, I think that they're both smart business women. So I think that this was their... It's PR. We're not, Like, they're not idiots. Like, we know that this is not going to be a forever relationship. It's kept people talking about them. It's like a new branding for Kim that she's like with a funny tattoo boy. Obviously, there's the Machine Gun Kelly, Megan Fox, and Kourtney Kardashian, Travis Barker. They're all dating the same, like different versions of the same guy. It's like a whole thing. Um, Personally, couldn't care less. Other than that, I love Pete Davidson. So the more pictures I get to see of him, the better. Yeah, you've been unwavering in your Pete Davidson support since he got engaged to Ariana Grande. Love Unwavering. Him. Unwavering. Nothing he can do is wrong. Do I think he dates women for publicity? Maybe so. But and I, would, I would date women for publicity too. <laughs> and this is where I'm going with this, right? This is 100% a tabloid PR relationship. Right. It doesn't mean that they don't have some intimacy or a sexual connection. I'm, I'm sure they do. But they they did not just get together organically. No. They this, weren't like, like... This is manufactured. Yeah. And I'll give you my best piece of ed- evidence, speaking of 100% this being something. A source in the Kardashian camp said, Pete and Kim are 100% dating and are very into each other, end quote. Whenever someone has to say about your relationship that, you know... It's 100% dating. It's 100% a relationship. That means it's 100% not a relationship. Right. And also, like, if the biggest thing you can say about the relationship is that they're very into each other, it's like, well, I would hope so. Like, that's, we've talked about it before, where it's like certain things that, like, sources say are just like, they should just go without having to be said. So, like, they're, don't worry, they're really into each other. I'm like, well, yeah, like, they're spending all the... Like, I hope they are. <laughs> like, I hope they're not, like, absolutely miserable but forced to hang out with each other. But maybe they are. I don't know. Also, what's the version of dating that's sub-100%? You know, they're only 65% dating. Uh, you could be talking. <laughs> well, that, that's talking. That's not dating. That's 100% talking. That's not 100% dating. Or even 30% dating. That's just called talking. Yeah. Or if someone says that, they're trying way too hard to validate the relationship. I'm sorry. It's not real. It's fake. It's baloney. That's why they're having lunch with Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. They're all, they're all amplifying each other. It's all PR. It's all stunts. I don't know. Hillary and Chelsea Clinton are going to go promote some book or movie probably. And they get to say that they talked to Pete about it. And Pete Mm -hmm. gave gave his notes on the book. He Mm -hmm. annotated it for them. Mm-hmm. And I am all for it. Get it, girls. <laughs> um, this next story is another huge tragedy. Um, Travis Scott's Astro World concert. I'm sure everyone is aware of this. We don't need to go into all the details, but the uh, uh, event, the concert, got out of control. Um, there was no crowd control. Uh, I think suddenly there was almost sort of like a stampede, right, of people, if I'm not mistaken. And 10 people ended up dying at this concert. And I think like many, many, many more dozens of people were injured and even hospitalized. Um, I I just have to say, I think Travis Scott is outrageously arrogant, 
careless and stupid. I'm just going to go out there and say it because, yeah. And I'm not saying he isn't a great artist or a great musician. Um, but when I started reading about tr- the history of Travis World, the Travis Scott concerts, I was like, this didn't have to be inevitable, but it was inevitable. Because time after time after time, these sort of incidents would happen, but not at this scale. And time after time after time, he would encourage this kind of behavior, tweeting it or even on stage saying, come on, get crazier. And if you've ever been to a concert like this, and I have, there's this thing called moshing. You ever, you ever been moshing, Rye? Armin, I fucking grew up moshing. Don't belittle me about the mosh pit, okay? I used to go to my brother's screamo rock band concerts when I was like 12. Okay, so you could speak to this. Yeah, it could be intense. Yes, my lip bled once. (laughs) So I've been in a mosh pit. It, it It gets physical. It could get a little violent, okay? But there's a line. There is a line that you cannot cross. And Travis Scott was flirting with this for a long time. And um, he is 100% accountable for what happened. Um, as much as he wants to downplay it, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe that this would happen. Um, what, how can you not believe this happened? It had happened a bunch of times. Not people dying, but being, you know, r- really hurt, even hospitalized. Um, and you were you were encouraging it. You were egging it on. He was saying stuff like, come on, you guys got to be even crazier. You know, that's the expectation you were setting. That's the culture that you were trying to create at your concerts. And I get it to a degree. But again, he took it way too far. And, and now you have, there were kids like 13 years old that died. That's, mm-hmm. in, that's horrible. That's horrible. Um, once again, obsessed with freak accidents. So I read every single thing about this. Um, we can definitely put a lot of the blame on Travis Scott himself. You have to also recognize the people who were in charge of the festival, how poorly ran it was. There are so many videos of people just crashing through the gate, like the fences and gates and security, like systems, whatever, and just running into the festival. So how are you? Was it, wasn't he encouraging that? Probably. That's, but yeah, I'm saying, like, if you're going to have this huge festival, you should, like, have precautions to, like, make it so people can't just, like, push down the gate and hundreds extra people can, like, run in. There were videos of people in the crowd, like, trying to get them to stop the show. Like, I watched this a couple of videos yeah. of, like, this girl being like, there is literally someone dying and, like, no one was listening. They're, like, shooing them off. Like, and then the best part was, not like best part of this happening, but videos came out of other concerts where artists fully stop the show and are like, they yep. see someone pass out in the crowd and they're like, stop, stop, stop. Like get this person out of the crowd. Are they okay? Like it's not impossible for an artist to notice that something's going on in the crowd. So I think they all turned a blind eye and it's fucked up. Um, I was going to go to that weird, like what, when we were young festival where they're doing like all the, like punk pop bands from like middle school and shit in Vegas, but it's freaking one day they have like 60 bands and they're going to like sell out the grounds for a one day festival. I'm like, bitch, this is going to be Astro world round two. And there's going to be a ton of people crowded into one place trying to go from stage to stage. Absolutely not going. Right. Right. And I think it's worth noting. Cause I think you're absolutely right. It has to do also with the people who organize the festival. This is his festival, isn't it? Yeah, it's like about him. I don't know. I don't understand what I don't know what Astro World is. I'm like so confused about the whole thing. But this is his festival. Like a multiple. I think there's multiple people like artists at the festival, but it's like about Travis Scott. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I think he's one of the founders, and I think he sets a tone. And I think the reason why you have those videos, or you know, we saw those videos right that you're talking about of people going to the camera operators and saying, look at this, look at what's happening. And when you watch the videos, it's obvious. I mean, you could see it from a mile away. And by the way, it wasn't just dozens of people hospitalized. It was 300. Oh my gosh. I, I mean that, you know, and I'm sure more than 300 were involved in the scuffle. That's just the amount of people that were hospitalized. Right. right? I mean, 
it was probably a thousand plus people all kind of getting you know stuffed together like star sardines and then some were you know crushed upon that weight right yeah, uh, to I the mean, point of death literally and, a nightmarish way to die first off absolutely and i think the reason why those camera operators weren't moving is because travis scott and the leadership of that festival set the tone and they said we're not stopping for anything i mean look at the way he would talk about his concerts look at the the tweets and everything he would say, you guys better be nuts. Like, this better be the most out-of-control concert you've ever seen in your life. So if you're a camera op operator and someone's saying this is out of control, you're saying to you're yourself, like, <laughs> this is what's supposed to happen. That's yeah. what the leadership has said. Right. They set a tone. And they never – and this is why I said that there was so much hubris and carelessness and even stupidity. It's because how could you not see this coming? You, you should know if you're going to encourage a, a you know a bunch of people to rampage and and get physical with each other and not set up a festival properly you know you're asking for this to happen at some point you know and that's why it's nuts to me that he says afterwards i can't believe that this would happen what are you talking about then you were yeah, careless then you're not thinking yeah i mean Obviously, no. I don't think his intention was to, for people to die, but like, yeah. But he can't. was thoughtless. But he was thoughtless. He's thoughtless. That's not good either. It's not no, good to no, not I think mean, about like, what I'm you're not, doing. I am not justifying. It's just like, yeah, you have to know where to draw the line. And it's like, I've been to many a festival and concert. Like, you can still be crazy and like be like, like dancing and shoving and like doing whatever without it being that. And yeah, just like not having enough security or like medical people around it just like doesn't make sense to me it's like so scary um and hopefully it'll like make festivals in the future safer but also mm -hmm. america is stupid and has never learned a lesson in their life so it'll probably be something that happens again so that's cool yeah and just to re reiterate like you're you basically have thousands of people under your care at, the, at that point right Mm -hmm. you got to be thoughtful this isn't like you in your home and you're like i shouldn't have another glass of wine i've right. had one too many i'll have another glass of wine though because you're being thoughtless you're not thinking about how you have to wake up early the next day right. um you are throwing a festival for many thousands of people to attend and i'm sorry i, I saw some people rise say oh it's the individual responsibility of the uh concert goers to make sure that they're safe no, no, no. It is the it's the people who organize the concert to ensure that the people coming into their facilities are going to be safe at the end of the day. Yeah, you know? and also like in that situation you can't do anything. Like you're like literally trapped in a, I have claustrophobic I'm claustrophobic. I'm not going into a crowd that deep regardless, but then with a million people just sneaking up behind you and pushing 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 like sometimes you don't have a choice and you're going to like mm -hmm. be in the middle of the crowd. And I would have a panic attack, whether I died or not, I would fully be having a panic attack. So it's gives me anxiety, like thinking about it. And it's so sad. And hopefully it doesn't happen again. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Let's talk about what's new, Rye. Let's, what uh, is new? A lot is new. Um, but we're going to start with um, someone who's been in our lives for a long time, you know, who always keeps it fresh. Mm -hmm. uh, um you know, regardless, I think, of, of how cyclical I think the stories with this person, you know, may feel. It's just the same story over and over again. Mm -hmm. Kanye West. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like we just replaced the names around Kanye West at this point. <laughs> um, but Kanye is now having a torrid affair with Julia Fox. I feel like we were just talking about the Irina Shake thing. Remember that? Yeah. Well, no, until you just mentioned it now, but now I remember it. <laughs> well, now it's Julia Fox. Um, Julia Fox, did you see this? Said that their celebrity couple name is Julie. Okay. <laughs> so Julie. <laughs> it's Julie. Their their couple name is Julie. It's spelled J U L I Y E. Julie. Julie. Like, no, like yay. <laughs> um, 
Do you have the same vitriol, vitriol for bad celebrity couple names as you do for bad celebrity children names? No, because I don't see it happening very often anymore, let alone making their own. I feel like sometimes it's been made by like the press or the fans, but like, didn't she like make it up herself and like announce it? She did. That's like stop trying to make fetch happen moment. You know what I mean? (laughs) She's like, this is our couple name. It's Julie. (laughs) I'm like, okay, no one cares. Like also who the fuck is Julia Fox? She was in one movie. Cool. A lot of people have been in one movie. I have I have a take I think you'll like. Okay. Oh, maybe you won't because I don't think you like Julia Fox and you love Pete Davidson. I feel like they are parallels of each other here. Okay. They are semi-unknown, you know, New York celebrities. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson's very known. Okay, here is my standard for whether or not you are very known. If I say that name to my mom or dad, will they know who that person is? Okay. My parents have no idea who Pete Davidson or Julia Fox is. But if you say Kanye West or Kim Kardashian, oh, they know who they are. Okay, but there's like mom and dad known. And then there's like people who are in this age range known. But I think moms and dads are a good meter for like national really mainstream fame right because yeah we know about it we're not the whole population right ah how dare you (laughs) i i feel like i just broke some news to you you're like wait am i not a representation of the national consciousness then why are we doing this why are we why are we doing this if it's not just universally agreed on we are informing the national consciousness right that's what we do we inform it okay We'll get there. there. So my take here is that they're parallels. They're both kind of like cultish figures. They both are kind of like edgy in a way. And they're dating Kim Ye, you know? Yeah, but like, here's the thing. At least Kim and Pete like look like they're having fun and like kind of like are just being like silly around town and just kind of being like whatever we're just like around the area like all the videos and pictures i've seen of the other two are just like so painful to watch i'm like they look like they're in hell they like did you click that link i sent you no click that link right now if you can what link it's on our google docs oh you do be sending me links, and I'm like, what? There are photos of them all around this hotel room, right? And the way Julia Fox writes this whole thing, there's literally a, a line in this article she wrote for Interview Magazine where she's like, everything with me and Kanye has been so organic. She says oh something God. like that. Okay, there are photos of Kanye laying down on the carpet and she's just mounting him and they're ferociously making out i'm like this is not organic who does that in a hotel with a photographer following them around like you know we know that you can't have these photos like without like a whole production about it also keep in mind there is no carpet they're on just hardwood floor oh okay whatever sorry oh sorry even less organic um (laughs) also she looks like a bootleg emily radikowski i'm just gonna throw it out there (laughs) she annoys me i don't even know who she is and i'm annoyed by her and i'm over her boring 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 pr 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 i did love uncut gems i'm not gonna lie i loved uncut gems it was a great movie who cares like i don't have to care about you because you were in one movie that was great no you have to care about her now also like we've discussed it before kanye has some type of mental illness and I feel like she's preying on his instability, instability, and using him for attention to become more well known. And I only support that when Pete Davidson does it, not when she does it. So you know what's interesting? I love that you bring that up. I do feel like Julia Fox is absolutely using Kanye to get more famous, right? That's obvious. Mm-hmm. And it's happened. I think her Q rating has skyrocketed. Her Instagram followers have quadrupled. But weirdly, I think the opposite is true of the Kim Pete situation. Not in the sense that Kim is using Pete to get more famous, because 
she can't do that. He's just not nearly as famous as her. Mm-hmm. And she's so famous. I mean, she's globally famous. But I think Kim is using Pete, but I don't know for what. I think Kim's using Pete for like a cool factor of like, like everyone thought it was weird that her, like at the end of her and Kanye's relationship that she was like being weird. So I feel like she's using Pete to be like, see, I can be like fun and cool and hip and like date the funny, cool guy. And like, I'm just a normal girl like you who likes funny guys who are cool. Like, I think she's using it as like a relatability thing to make her like dating Kanye West is not relatable. I'm sorry. Nothing about dating Kanye West makes me be like, you're normal. Like that is not a normal thing. Like who chooses misery? Like pure unbridled incessant misery like there's no part of connie that ever seems fun all the home videos you watch of him whenever he does these little documentaries and you watch like him behind the scenes every everyone's on edge everyone's like oh my god i just i can't wait to get home man like this sucks but like we got to do it because he's kanye you know and then people like you could imagine get to go home and be away from him and they're so happy who would choose to actually live with them it's it's insane insane people and so i think that Kim's using Pete for the to like make people think she's relatable again because a lot of what her I like SNL I like comedy I could laugh yeah and she was on SNL and that's like you know they were on it together and like I think like a lot of what her brand relies on is kind of even though she's so unrelatable and nobody can relate to her life like she still somehow keeps it relatable you know where people are like oh like I I get her whatever and I think being with Kanye made her just out of like reach and so i think she's trying to like bring herself back down to like a you know remember me the good old fun kim and whatever i just assume she's good like fun at some points but um it's maybe you know i famously don't care about the kardashians don't really never kept up with them per se um but it's kind of i i kind of i'm like okay okay kim good for you kim Whereas when she was with Kanye, I was like, okay, it's Kim. Pete Davidson osmosis. Like, cause you love him yeah. so much. Suddenly you're like, okay, I could, I, I could like Kim for a minute. But like, okay. I compare it to like the machine gun Kelly and Megan Fox thing. It's like, they're like so weird and unrelatable. And I don't know. Like I feel when someone dates someone that's so out of the blue, it feels cool. I don't know. I, Kim's cool to me now. <laughs> Well, it's unconventional. We all like unconventional shit, right? Because when something's expected, well, there's no surprise. Right. Kim and Pete were were surprising. Even Courtney and Travis Barker, surprising. I honestly have no idea who Machine Gun Kelly is. Not surprised. I don't know what all that's about. I really, I actually have no idea what all of that's about. And that's fine. Um, Oh my gosh. Who is Machine Gun Kelly? He's like a singer-rapper guy. Okay. No idea. I don't like listen to his music, but I like knew who he was. And then Megan Fox, obviously iconic, but they're like so weird. They're like giving very Kim and Kanye vibes. It's weird. My my only recollection of anything Machine Gun Kelly was that I want to say in one of the things we covered, it was like he came to help Justin Bieber through a hard time or something like that. I don't remember exactly why, because this was years ago. Yeah. He's like, do you, rem- do you remember what I'm talking about? No, um, I famously never remember a single thing we talk about on this podcast. Um, I no, he's like random. I feel like he. I've always like known who he is. He's not like that big, but people love. If you love him, you love him. If you like don't care about him, you're like okay, whatever. But I don't know. Maybe he's like extremely famous, and he's just not on my radar as much. But their whole thing's been weird. I just see a lot about it on Twitter. No, I think you nailed his celebrity status i have one question and then we move on we know julia fox is dating kanye for fame we know pete davidson is dating kim for fame mm-hmm. and kim and um Pete are especially a manufactured tabloid pr relationship clearly like their agents like connected maybe they are maybe their agents both work for like caa or something we got to look into that um that happens all the time by the way yeah um under the same agency and and you know the the teams come together they have like some some like like meeting and they go how can how can we restore like uh, our client's reputation and i think that's kim's thing her reason for dating Pete is reputation building reputation restoration like you said mm-hmm. 
I am funny. I'm I'm not just someone, you know, who who knows what her motivations are. Nobody really knows. She is kind of enigmatic in that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's a normal person who if you have a good personality and you're funny, she will date you. What is Kanye's angle here? Or does he not have one? I could see him actually thinking Julia Fox loves him. I don't think Kanye knows what's going on, quite frankly. I truly believe this man is living in a different universe. He You know he's her makeup artist now, right? He's her makeup artist? Yes. I can't. He's Julia Fox's makeup artist now. I don't... That's why it looks so fucking terrible. She looks like the black swan, like in the death scene. (laughs) I can't stand that. I... I don't know what is my. I once again, I've given up on this man. I have a personal vengeance against him. He has personally attacked me multiple times in person, and I just think he's unhinged and unwell. And I hope he can get help. And Julia Fox, do what you got to do, I guess, girl. But like, I think it's weird, and I have the ick from this relationship. Really quickly, we don't have to spend too much time on this, but uh, while we're talking about Kanye, the other day, on Monday, January 24th, Kanye said that he actually stopped a second Kim Kardashian Ray J sex tape from leaking. What is your reaction? Um, My reaction is when and also what and also... How? When it was during their divorce, which I think actually isn't over yet. They aren't actually divorced. But during the separation period, how he apparently, quote, went and got the laptop from Ray J myself that night. I met this man at the airport, then got on a red eye, came back and delivered it to her at 8 a.m. in the morning, end quote. So that is how. Okay. Like, okay, was Ray J gonna like, was he just randomly like, by the way, gonna leak this again? And Kanye was like, no. <laughs> like, how did this, like, this just seems insane. I, I don't know that kind of detail. Um, I'll do some more uh, recording, some, some more journalism on this. But uh, this is just from Kanye himself. He told Jason Lee, of Hollywood Unlocked. I don't know who or what that is. Good for Jason Lee for getting this news, though. He's got a big promotion coming his way. Um, Cool. Good for Kim for not having another sex tape. I doubt anyone would have cared much at this point, but (laughs) congratulations on not having your sex tape out there again, girl. Kris Jenner's probably pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess she doesn't work that much harder than the devil. Yeah, she's not doing her best job right now. Um, you know who also is not doing their best job? <laughs> oh, the classic segue. Love it. Let's go. I went there. Adele. Look, girl's a mess. Um, love her. Obviously her album not, was not happening for me. I gave it many a try. Um, and I'm a huge Adele fan. Every one of her albums so far thus far i have like been obsessed with i still go back and listen to her albums this one did not hit it for me i loved easy on you or easy on me or whatever the fuck it is um her single was amazing and i still actually am a fan of that song but the rest of the album just a flap in my opinion favorite um, favorite album 21 25 18 um, 25. I still go back to 25. Like, mm-hmm. no skips on 25. Start to finish, no skips. I would say, um, was 21 the one before that? Yeah. I would say 21 has maybe some of my favorite, like, classic Adele songs in terms of, like, these are just, like, songs that will never go away. Um, but 25 album as a whole, obsessed. Um, 25 very- is the one with Hello on it, right? Correct. Okay. Um, extremely influential on my entire existence. So this one I was just really disappointed on. And this is not an album review. This is not the point of this topic. I just had to let it out. And I feel like I'm actually like releasing a lot of tension from my <laughs> sh- shoulders because I finally have said it out loud. Didn't love the album. Um, I did see that it was her least 
It was her worst selling album thus far, but still the number one album of the year. So that's saying something about the power Adele has over us as a world. But what we really came here to talk about, (laughs) now that you got my album review, is that she canceled her residency 24 hours before it was to begin. Um, Quite frankly, obsessed with that. I think that it is the most crazy thing I've ever heard. Um, But the follow-up and the backlash, I was invested. I saw so many a TikTok and so many a Twitter thread on people who had flown to Vegas to see the show. Yes. Only to find out that they was canceled 24 hours before it was supposed to start. <laughs> on the flight to mm-hmm. Vegas and it's getting canceled. Oh my God. Obsessed with that. I think it's so funny. I mean, I feel bad for them because it's like, obviously you're going to get your money back for your ticket, but like the ticket was probably the least expensive part. Like there were people who were like, I flew from Massachusetts. Like, or overseas. Or overseas. Um, me in like the furthest possible place. <laughs> um, and then. Like, I, I got to say, worse places to be stranded in than Vegas. They could find a few things to do, I've heard. Okay. Famously hate Vegas. I'd be so annoyed if. Well, it's more so like, okay, whatever. Yes, there's other stuff to do. They can go see another show. But like, I'd be pissed if I'm like, okay, well, like the one fucking trip I saved up for and planned right. out i wouldn't have gone to vegas the only reason i went was for a show i would have been livid so i'm just i'm kind of like schadenfreude-ing this where it's like <laughs> kind of fun to see other people's pain but if i was in the situation i'd be absolutely livid and yeah i mean it's crazy she says she blames it on covid she said that half of her crew has covid and that like they couldn't get stuff delivered in time Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. I don't think that's true. Um, She's like supply chain crisis. <laughs> literally She's supply chain, <laughs> chain crisis. Okay, what is your entire stage chicken wings? Okay, because famously there is a chicken wing shortage. But like, you're also Adele. Like, I'm sure if you called around, someone would be able to get you what you need, hun. I. They're like, we can only get these Sennheiser mics from overseas. Like, the guitar center around the corner doesn't have them. I'm like, dude, absolutely not. And also, like, Broadway would like a word, okay? They have had COVID-stricken casts, and they still have been able to put on their show. I just, I don't buy it. I think that she was like, the show's not ready. The show's not ready. (laughs) And I just think that she, like, I just think this show isn't ready. I think that they, she didn't have a full performance yet. I don't think she had, like, a set list that was going to work. Um, I think she just didn't, she wasn't prepared enough. And I don't understand that. How can you not be prepared? Well, apparently, it may go beyond that. Because Scott Robin who is a journalist for Casino.org, which, by the way, sounds like an awesome job. Honestly applying. He is reporting that the whole residency may be canceled. So beyond not being prepared for the first show, this whole thing may be scrapped, which would be a big scandal. Kind of akin to the Britney Spears residency getting canceled. And if you remember that, it was kind of similar not 24 hours before, but I think there was an event to announce the residency like a week before. It was sort of like a pre-event event thing. Yeah. And then she didn't show up, right? Yeah. So this is not exactly the same, but it's giving me a similar vibes. But this guy, Scott Robin, is reporting that um, it's not just the lack of preparation um, or not having... <laughs> Not having all her her little uh, her microphones and her amps that she can't get because of the supply chain crisis. She is saying that there's clashes with Caesar's management. Um, she is saying that, um, or he is saying that this whole operation is losing tons and tons of money for for Caesar's um, because they've had to hire a lot more people, and obviously the show hasn't even started yet. Um, that Adele is. Um, feuding with the set designer named Esmeralda Devlin that they don't even have a set concept that they agree on. 
there's some pool that Adele hates. I want to find the quote. Um, apparently, she said it was a baggy old pond. She oh hates. <laughs> she hates this pool that I guess she's supposed to be walking on, like as if she's walking on water. Which, by the way, that whole complex needs to be interrogated. Yeah, okay, like, we'll go to Cirque du Soleil if we want to see that bitch. Like, here's the thing. If we, it's Adele. Okay, we're not coming to Adele for, like, backup dancers and, like, crazy sets. I don't know if you've seen videos of Katy Perry's residency, but it's, like, very cartoony, campy, over-the-top set design costume. But, like, that's why you go to a Katy Perry show is for that. I don't need a set, Adele babe, I need you. I need a piano. I need like a black dress, maybe a costume change halfway through. Like nobody is going to an adult show for like the crazy over the topness of it. You go for the pipes. You go for the pipes. Maybe her pipes are burst. <sighs> now that, now that's a conspiracy right there. I mean, she famously had nodes, but oh, I didn't know this. Uh, famously I didn't, had kn- nodes. I didn't know this. Oh God. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just like, I think I, and also here's the thing. It was like her opening night. It's like, nobody knows what to expect. It's not like there's been like leaks of like what to do. I'm sure if people showed up and she had some lights and some, and some music and some whatever, people would be totally fine. And then like, they could kind of rework it as they go and like add the stuff they wanted as they go. And like, yeah, maybe the people who went the first couple of weeks would be like, what the fuck? That is way more elaborate now a month into it than when I went, but like, well, that's what you get for going to opening night. Okay. You never go to a show on opening night. But I got to say, Rye, such a brilliant point that you made. You go to see Adele to see that brilliant voice in person. Mm -hmm. You just want to hear that brilliant voice in person and see her. That's all. Yeah. You know, because as good as it is on the radio, it's not nearly as good um, on the radio as it is when you get to see it live. The real thing. You don't need to see her floating on water. What is that? And if it's a baggy old pond, just get rid of it. Keep it simple, right. like you said. We're cutting the water bit. So I don't get that. But apparently, it's more than just that. There's a lot of conspiracies here, right? And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little grab bag of everything. Mm-hmm. Like... There are COVID disruptions. I mean, where hasn't there been disruptions by COVID? Would not be surprised if that's true. Maybe there's some weird supply chain thing. She's like waiting for, uh, you know, uh, sparklets to arrive for the baggy old pond. And, and, you know, sparklets is having some supply chain crisis. Sure. Fine. Apparently, she has a history of stage fright. I didn't know this until I was researching this story. She does. And that is playing into it. The pressure of a Vegas residency is apparently getting to her. As you said, right, there's a lot of big expectations. There's the Katy Perry, um, you know, giant uh, furniture pieces and, and, and crazy, um, you know, as, as this Vegas insider described it, scale and lunacy, quote, scale and lunacy of that show. Um, there is the expectation set by Celine Dion. Maybe Adele isn't up for that. Maybe the pressure is getting to her. That's another conspiracy out there. Okay, then don't sign up for it. Well, another story out there is that she is having relationship issues with her boyfriend of six months. Okay, then don't have a relationship. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell you, bitch. This sounds like, it's not like they like pulled her out of the blue one day and they're like, you're gonna do a Vegas thing. It's like, this is months in the making. I mean, excuses 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 is that excuses 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 i'm like do have the show or don't um katie perry famously got a divorce and then went on stage the next freaking day if you have you seen that video i've watched the documentary many a times honey and they show it on camera i've seen the two minute snippet where she like finds out she's getting divorced and has to walk on stage like in and then her face is like it's right Right. if if by the way for our listeners like rye did this whole like from stoic to like a big smile oh, yeah, forced. Um no, you need to watch that documentary first off. It's an amazing documentary. We've seen it multiple times. But I'm just I'm hearing excuses. I'm hearing excuses, excuses, excuses. I think she, if anything, could have been like, yo, it's not ready. I am sorry. We need an extra week. Anyone who is here for this weekend, we will refund your ticket. 
well, whatever. But give you a ticket to next week. You can't. I'm sorry. You can't be this famous and have a career for 15 years and still be blaming stage fright. I'm not saying that stage fright is not an actual thing, but you cannot be blaming stage fright right now at this point. You cannot be blaming your relationship problems. I'm sorry. You have a job. It's like anyone who just, I'm having a major and then not going to their job. Okay. Then you lost your job. I don't know how you can like lose your job as a worldwide superstar but like she should at least be getting written up for this is all i'm saying in our annual review of adele's superstardom we're gonna have a few things to say about this oh the hr team will be sitting her down let me tell you so rye prediction time does the show go on or do you think it gets fully canceled Hmm. i think it may get fully canceled it just feels like it's trending that way I could see it getting fully canceled or just like pushed back to a couple months from now. Which would be a big deal, right? Two months or three months from now. That's a pretty major schedule change, right? Because there's a lot of shows scheduled between now and a few months from now, right? I could see it getting fully canceled. I think, um, yeah, I could see it. I don't know. I'm not predicting. But... The overall thing was just a mess. I mean, 24 hours ahead. And here's the thing. You didn't, you weren't like, I think we can do it in 24 hours. Like, they knew. Like, I feel like they could have a week, given a week's notice. So people could have changed their flights, canceled their hotels. Like, you know, it felt half, weird to do 24 half your hours. Staff, half your staff didn't get COVID in 24 hours, right? They right. probably knew for a few days if that was the issue. Right. It was it building like up to that point. I haven't slept in three days trying to figure this out. It's like, okay, well, like go to bed, babe, because you didn't do much. Okay. It wasn't <laughs> worth was it worth the insomnia because you still messed up. I feel bad for her. I mean, Adele is like such a nice person, as I know personally from being her friend, but like, you know, you never hear bad shit about Adele and I feel bad for her. I think she genuinely her her Instagram video I watched announcing it i think she genuinely is very upset and feels really shitty about it and she's probably very embarrassed um but i don't know what to tell you like bitch put me in coach i would fucking get up there and sing rolling in the deep like i could do it i don't care i don't care if the pool's too small (laughs) is this the biggest blunder in adele's career by far, far and wide. I mean, like, the only other big, like, non-music, I feel like the only non-music, like, thing we've heard about her is, like, her divorce. But that's just, like, a personal thing that had to be public because she's famous. And it wasn't, and that's like, life. Whole, that's okay. It wasn't, like, a whole drama. But you never hear, like, bad things about Adele. You just hear how great she is and how her music is and funny viral moments about her and, like, stuff like that. So I think this is a big blunder. Big blunder. Katy Perry's probably freaking living right now, (laughs) running a residency at the same time. She's like, there's still tickets to mine. (laughs) Come see me. I It it struck a chord with me when you said she must be so embarrassed because I thought, when has Adele ever had a reason to be embarrassed? She hasn't. She has it. So it'll be interesting to see how she responds to this. Her yeah. resiliency, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and not not the best year for Adele. We'll just say that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was supposed to be the best year for Adele. She got Rich Paul. She was courtside at the NBA games. I thought she was peaking. And there was a lot of pressure on her, obviously, with her, like, coming out of her divorce and having a baby. And, um, I mean, that was a long time ago. But, like, it was her first thing. And yeah, there's a lot of pressure. And I think her album didn't wasn't as great as people wanted. Um, I know a lot of people did like it, but it wasn't my favorite. And if it's not my favorite, then it's not the best. <laughs> um, you inform the national consciousness, Rai. So if it's not your favorite, it's no one's favorite. Thank you. Um, just to wrap this up really quick, I did want to say that a little bit earlier, Armin did say I made a brilliant point. So that will be something I am writing for a long time. I am actually brilliant. It's going on your CV. Mm -hmm. Just commonly described as brilliant point maker. (laughs) In in like skills Mm -hmm. called brilliant. Called brilliant one time by a close friend. Not just a close friend. It's me. 
Okay. I'm also the judge and the final judge of brilliance uh, nationally. So uh, what Hi, I say goes. Bro. Um, well, I think that covers it. I am so happy to be back. Thank you guys for continuing to support us. And um, yeah, I got some like weird, not weird. <laughs> I weirdly got like some DMs the past month or so of people who have recently started listening and asking when we, we are going to be back. So thank you guys for continuing to um, listen to our stupid little thing and be excited that we're back, hopefully. And I have to say, right, I think it was a brilliant foray back into the pod. Okay, well, now you're just throwing the word brilliant around, okay? It means less the more you say it. (laughs) Right. So much fun. Uh, I can't wait to do it again. Um, Three months? See you in June. (laughs) I don't know how far away June is, but... Yeah, famously three months from January. Mm -hmm. Then perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See ya.